Hi everyone. Hello. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Oh my gosh. It's, it's, um, I'm just so excited for this year because this year, I just believe that everything's going to work um, according to God's plan. Yeah. What about you? Amen. Yeah. This year is, <laughs> uh, you know, the New Year is always, uh, I guess, a good time, you know, because mm-hmm. we... We have this whole mindset of you know new year new me that kind of thing but not none of this this year is kind of different because everyone is yeah. like we yeah. are. did you get a lot of happy new year and happy this year like i think i think i think a lot of people are yeah, people are over it. I don't know. yeah people are growing i don't know whether people are growing or people are getting like jaded i just don't know like it's just different this christmas and new year right <laughs> i didn't even send a lot myself and i wasn't even excited to receive a lot because i'm like Ugh. Yeah, I think people have realized mm-hmm. that basically we're in a new year, but then it's kind of like the same season, right? Because it's like, like between 2019 December to 2021 December has basically looked like a flash, you know? Yes, like, yes, uh, and I think I think it's just all in anticipation for one the pandemic to just go away, right? So everybody's anticipating that okay, maybe this next year we're gonna have like um lesser restrictions or something like that but every every i think it's been two years now mm-hmm. almost two years and then it looks like we are still in the same boat so i really i really can't tell yeah yeah i think people are coming to terms that uh this is this probably, is the new normal exactly it's probably here to stay you know so mm-hmm. even though people are trying to like uh get accustomed to it it's difficult like it's difficult to accept that this is the new normal you know if it's a new normal and it's not affecting anybody and not putting people at risk. We can just, hey, jump yeah. on it and just accept this new normal. Even yeah. if it's not what we, exa- it's not exactly what we picture. But this is a kind of new normal where you still have to pre- take precautions because some people have underlying fact, um, diseases and factors that could put them at a disadvantage. So, I mean, looking at it carefully, it's a, it's a new normal, but... It's not the kind of new normal people are expecting or wanting to be around. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of like yeah. Like I always say, like I was invited for a a birthday party and I went and then they uh they put candles on the cake and everyone was like, ah, uh, <laughs> you know candle, nobody's eating that cake. So like you know, so a lot of a lot of uh the things we know in culture is changing. You know, now like you cannot you cannot blow over cakes at birthdays and stuff right i mean like look at look at it carefully like whoever thought we could now do weddings on zoom yeah, exactly <laughs> like a lot of things that that we thought was impossible it's now like it's not normal you know because like now now we go to wedding like uh birthday parties and they serve cupcakes basically it's like everyone gets a cupcake Ooh, like, you know, wow i didn't even think about that yeah like it's, <laughs> it's changing a lot a lot of stuff like you know back then you could just um cough sneeze in the train and it's fine now you like <laughs> you, you scratch your throat and it's like there's a mob against you my friend my friend my friend right <laughs> so, yeah i mean so i don't know like like i had a guy i had a guy one time who was telling me a story that bas- he basically almost choked on a train <laughs> because he wanted to cough so bad but he was scared you know because like <laughs> people are going to look at him weird so he's trying to swallow the cough oh no and, and you can't fight with your body right so yeah eventually he he almost choked but you know 
it's the life we've been we've been uh, uh, allowed to live now. So we just we're just gonna do the best we can. I think the best thing is to treat everybody as if they have COVID. So make yeah. sure you take good precautions. You know, like take care of yourself, take care of your family. If you know you have been exposed, don't go home and act like it's cool. You know what I mean? Like, cause people have like live with older parent, like parents and grandparents and stuff. If you mm-hmm. think you've been exposed, don't go home and act like you're cool and then transmit it to an older person. Because as a young person, you might not have, you know, serious conditions, but then your grandma might end up giving you a hug and then, you know, you transmit it to her and then she has a, a more a more threatening disease. So if you think you've been exposed, please just, you know, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, but anyway, like, I'm so glad we're all here. Yep. Yeah. I'm so glad that... In the midst of the mess, there's always a message, isn't it? Exactly. Yep. So, so today we just um uh, trying to hop on the podcast. I mean, this is the first podcast in the new year, and then I'm just like, ah. I just said, um, I was like, hey, do you want to talk? It's like, yeah. Do what do you want to talk about? It's like, let's just talk. Yes. <laughs> so I'm gonna talk to you guys. Probably you pick up some nuggets of wisdom. Some way, some are going to speak to you. A word, I don't know, but. Right. Yes. I should listen. I just pray the Holy Spirit speaks to your heart too, because we're going to talk about some things that, personally, I I, I experienced, and maybe I must can share his experience. Awesome. Yeah. That's yeah cool. So I'm, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to talk a little bit about 2020, but 2021 mm. in retrospect, you know, I'm just going to talk about how I mean I graduated in 2021. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> For the masters <laughs> in engineering. My goodness. Ooh, <laughs> I need some I'm just kidding. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> yeah. So a whole master's in engineering. Yeah. And I mean I like makes a whole master's in engineering, right? Not two degrees harder. Two degrees harder. Alright. Yeah, so I graduated and then I mean it was it was okay, but I think during one of during my during the process of graduation. I realize how human beings are so flawed mm. and how our actions and inactions affect people. So I had had very wonderful supervisors, like mm. in out and things like that. But then I had a supervisor who, for lack of better words, could not really um help bring out up as in could not really tutor or um for lack of better word, nature. Mm. Uh, in a way so kind of his hair form of correction was very harsh mm. like extremely harsh mm-hmm. and then made me always so it kind of made me doubt myself every time mm. so I was like oh god like I had to I was still struggling I, I still struggle a bit with like fear and self-doubt and I'm like oh I can't really do anything like I can't I can't get I, I feel inadequate because of probably how I was being corrected and how I was just being um, shown the way or the right way to do stuff. So every time I, I remember sometimes when I used to like send or print, I was like, um, um, I mean, I used to write, do a write up and then maybe it's wrong. I mean, I, I was, I, I was trying to still learn. Mm-hmm. It would just come back with so many rest of what is it like it was just so shouting. And I mean, um coming from an African home and mm-hmm. an African community, it is not uncommon 
right. to see something like that. Correction in love is mm-hmm. is is explained or portrayed in a different way. Right. So I kind of look back and then today I was just sitting now and I was just having a hard, I was thinking really hard. I was like, I think this thing affected me in a way that I didn't even think it would. Mm. Because I, I sat down today feeling, I mean, um, I was thinking about how I just like, maybe I can't do anything. Like I can't figure anything out. I'm just inadequate to do anything. And I, and then the Holy Spirit was like, just look back at what, what you have experienced. Mm. And then I'm like, okay, probably my experience has shaped a mindset in me, which is quite very difficult to let go because you are you are just afraid i don't know probably i'll ask the audience anybody that can relate with me maybe i'm speaking gibberish or i don't know (laughs) but then i was just i was sitting down today and i was like it's translated in my mind in such a way that i tend to think that a loving god will behave the same way Mm. um my um some people in my life were supposed to like correct me did so i was like "Ah, maybe let's talk about this thing like have you experienced something like that in that case what what do you do how do you like battle with like um it could it could go we could talk about this in terms of self-esteem issues and um um fear and self-doubt issues but like in all those in all those circumstances what do you think like how do we go about this process and how do we even go about this process so that we don't repeat it to people we are mentoring our children right nieces nephews mm-hmm. like how do we do that even and even a colleague or co-worker because i realized that there's so much god up plays in me to do but i'm like i don't think i'm cut i'm cut for this or i'm mm. adequate enough for this maybe the next person should do it and if the next person does it, i said in my head i'm like i probably could have done much better than what you did but right. so and then and and you know how these things kind of like blind you so you're not even able to see the full potential for which God has made mm-hmm. you just because of some words and some some actions. So like, what do you think? Yeah, it's known that our experiences shape us a lot, right? Like, yeah. not experiences, basically like what you go through yourself, but then what people say to you. Mm-hmm. And then when people say something to you, you digest it and eventually you start saying the same thing to yourself, right? Yeah. So, one, to to deal with uh, this, uh, first of all, in order to even get ourselves away from something like this, right, there was one thing that uh, uh, recently I was talking to someone and this came out. I said, uh, I try not to associate with people who agree with the worst of me, you know, like, okay. like people who highlight my deficiencies. Because... I know I'm human. I'm not perfect, right? So you need people alongside you who are basically moving you to a better version of yourself, right? Encouraging, even though they see your deficiencies, not that they don't talk about it, but then they address it in love and then push you to a better version of yourself. However, there is another group of people, all they do is highlight your deficiencies, the dynamic between you and the, the teacher, for instance, right? You wrote yeah. an exam, you wrote um, a paper, you wrote, so he could have just highlighted, oh, you have really good writing. However, in your this paragraph, you should have done this, right? Yeah. Or, oh, the 
the way you took the argument was pretty cool, but I really wanted to see a little bit more of this. Okay. And instead of him to highlight the good qualities and then address the bad qualities, he focused on highlighting the deficiencies that you're not good at this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like when I came to the US first, uh, I took English and then my English comp professor told me that I don't know how to speak English because I speak the Queen's English. Oh, okay. So basically, her highlight was you are not going to pass this class no matter how much you try. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, so now I'm I'm in this situation where I'm like, do I try to pass this class or do I just wing it? <laughs> right? <laughs> because she has already made it clear that no matter how much I try, I can't pass. And and it took a while for me to digest it. And, and, and so then the next question you ask, how do we deal with something like this? Yeah, because we're on a group that is very mean. And when, you, when, when I say mean, in the sense that, People are applauded for just speaking your mind and mm. not being nice. Do you understand? So right. like we we kind of like, okay, this this guy, he's he's so straight, he does the work well, but he's just gonna tell you what whatever comes on his mind and things like that. And I'm like, what does it cost to just even if you wanna tell me what's on your mind, what does it cost? Because like, you know, we are in a society where mean people are healed. Yes. Yeah. Like mean people with mean words are healed. They are they are spoken as oh, you know what they're about, but you have to listen to them. But they are, they can be mean, but you just have to look past it. I'm like, you are right. In 2020, I was speaking to this group. I think December of 2020. So I was speaking to this group, and we're talking about something similar to this, like speaking your mind. The idea of people always trying to speak their mind, right? And then they're like, oh, I'm I'm just I'm, I just speak my mind. That's who I am. I speak my mind. No. The, the the issue yeah. is, and I, and and I, I told them this that you can be dynamic without being disrespectful, and you can be honest while still honoring people. So we have to stop equating speaking your mind to being dishonoring or disrespectful. And they call it brutally honest. I'm like, <laughs> the truth must not be brutal. It's supposed to build. It's supposed to correct. There's there's a way truth is supposed to be told. Mm. That of course. If um, it will correct you, it will, it will rush you. But it shouldn't be brutal for you to be emotionally damaged or psychologically damaged. Because right. I think that's there's been so many people who have gone through it. And then a lot of people are sitting in big offices feeling inadequate. I don't think I'm the only one. <laughs> that, is, that is actually true. And a lot of people, because of these experiences, they end up developing uh, um, imposter syndrome, right? Like, Am I am I supposed to be here? Do I deserve to exactly, be here? Exactly. Trust me. I had to go for therapy for this one. Like I had to go for like a, a one month therapy, just a therapy just to say that, okay, um, like you are with it. You've come this far. Right. It, it is like, it is huge, you know. And, I, and here's where the mindset of God mm-hmm. intertwines with, you know, like there's always this this buildup of um supernatural reality and physical reality, right? Yeah. Here is where the supernatural reality of what God says about you and the physical reality of therapy comes to play. Exactly. But it, you're right. Like a lot of people are dealing with imposter syndrome. Do I deserve to be here? Do I belong? Mm-hmm. Am I am I am I supposed to be here? Am I this? Am I smart enough? Am I good enough? Am I But here's one thing that I always uh remember. I after going through this, you know, I've dealt with this a couple of years ago and I had to literally get myself out of it because there's one thing that thought about and took to mind that the will of God will never take you to a place where the grace of God cannot keep you. Yeah. So if God saw it fit to allow you to walk into that space, Mm -hmm. 
then you have to believe in yourself that yeah. you deserve to be there. Mm-hmm. Because because guess what? If you're not good enough, your application would have been rejected. Yeah, exactly. If you're not <laughs> if you're not good enough, they would have fired you by now. You know what I mean? Yep. Like so the fact that God saw it fit to take you there and keep mm-hmm. you there. Mm-hmm. Now it's like God believes in you. Do you believe in you? There's this thing where you know when 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 men when men open mm-hmm. doors for you, like when mm-hmm. say, I help you get a job, right? I'll say, okay, I believe in you, so I'm gonna give you this job. Mm-hmm. But then when I give you the job, guess what? I'm not gonna like do your job for you. Yes. Now I need you to believe that you earned it, because yep. even though I helped you get the job, I didn't use my resume. Mm-hmm. I used your resume, right? Yeah. So it's the same thing when we're dealing with God and these kind of situations that when God sees it fit to put me in places that I do, I think I do not deserve or that mm-hmm. I'm not qualified for. That means God believes in me. Now, can I believe in him? Because th- yeah. that, this, this, is what, this is what Jesus said. Jesus said, Father, glorify your son that your son may glorify you, right? Yep. So he says, basically put a crown on his head. This is, what, this is the idea that Jesus is saying that God put me at a place. So basically believe in me. Mm-hmm. That when you believe in me and I'm on the cross and I believe in you, I can bring glory back to you. Yeah. So God put you in that place only. The only reason why God put you there is just so he can get glory. So whether I'm qualified or not qualified, God sees it fit that this is an avenue where he can get glory. All right. So this is where we end the first part of our discussion uh, because we don't want to keep you guys for too long and we don't want to keep you boring. So check out the next episode where we continue to dig into uh how your words have have power and how they can impact the lives of people and before you come check out the next episode listen to this one and share this one with somebody so they can also listen to the next and, one and and at the end of the day we we are we are talking about these things so that we can bring your we can bring your attention to it and then also encourage and admonish you to do better and be better because that is why we're on it just to be like jesus so yeah all right so tell someone to tell someone to tell someone that there are two shades and peace out guys